Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Weeb Weekly. Your amazing crew is back at it again. We took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back at it, giving you all the amazing news in pop culture. I am joined by two amazing individuals, Mizu and Travis. How are you guys? Let the people know how you're doing and also where they can find you. Hey, I'm doing great. And guys, I'm Travis the Sibling. You can find me on TikTok and on Instagram at Travis the Sibling. Okay, Mizu, how you doing, baby? I am doing fantastic. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, Mizu Shogun, YouTube, Mizu Shogun, Twitter, Mizu the Shogun, because apparently it's already been taken. And um, yeah. Man, these people are taking usernames left, right, and center. Fun I know, fact, right? Bro, I actually tried to reach out to the people that had my username, and they never answered me. They never answered wow. me on all the platforms. I was like, hey, I know I, I'd be willing to, like, you know, make a deal for, like, the username. Nope. They were like, see you later. Ghosted. <laughs> Full-on wow. Gengar ghost type. Not great. But, hey, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, I think it would make sense, considering that there's a big release for the MCU this week, we talk about what happened over at Comic-Con. That was crazy. Uh, we had a big look at Marvel Phase 5 and Phase 6. What did you guys think about the announcements that we saw? Um, Honestly... I was ex- uh, I was excited because I knew something else was coming up because everybody has been giving their overall opinions about Phase Four, and uh, so far it seems like a lot of people aren't a fan of Phase Four. Okay, and um and there were of course the one question we always got is where is it going? Where is the direction? Where is it leading to? And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until they say something, and then they did, and they showed us what they were going. I'm like, fantastic. The lineup is insane. Um, so far, the only thing I'm worried about, though, is that it, there's a lot of stuff. There's like a lot oh, of yes. stuff. And I don't know if even myself, a huge Marvel fan, is going to be able to keep up with all this. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, before you give your, your, your thoughts, Travis, I just wanted to let the people know exactly what's happening. In Phase 5, we have Quantumania coming in February of 2023. We have Secret Invasion also coming out in 2023, I believe, uh they already i think they already have the the official uh the official timeline for that right for quantum mania yep. i'm looking at it right now too okay what's the what's the release date for that one you know that for one Quantumania, so quantum mania is february 17 2023 okay secret invasion is spring 2023 yeah uh, guardians of the galaxy volume 3 is may 5th 2023 okay um the show echo Comes out summer of 2023. Yeah. Season two of Loki, summer of 2023. Yep. The Marvels, July 28th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Blade movie, and they confirmed that it's a movie, not a show. Mm-hmm. Um, November 3rd, 2023. 
Um, the Ironheart show comes out fall of 2023. Um, Agatha Harkness Covenant of Chaos comes out winter 2023 going into 2024. Um, Daredevil Born Again comes out spring 2024. Captain America New World Order May 3rd, 2024. And then ends Phase 5 with the Thunderbolts July 26, 2024. Ooh-wee. And that's Phase 5. That's a lot of content. That is a lot of content. Just with the amount that we just heard, I think it's over, like, I think it's close to 10 projects, more than 10 projects, right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 projects. Yeah. So that's more than like phase, like one and phase two had, like when, when they were, when they were originally running. So, and, and we also have the things that are happening right now. So we have She-Hulk happening in a couple days. Um, we also got the confirmation that we are getting some of the fan favorite castings uh, coming back, both for Daredevil, for, uh, for well, not not just for Daredevil and Charlie Cox. The entire cast of Daredevil is is, is returning, confirmed, hey. including yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. So, uh, yes. Travis, what did you think about the lineup? Amazing, okay. immaculate, ten out of ten. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm so excited. There's first of all, I think I'm excited for the entire lineup. But the specific ones that have my just my heart in a in a chokehold, it's definitely Blade with Mahershala Ali. Absolutely, absolutely. Can't wait to see what he does with this character. I love him as an actor. Like he he kills every role that he does. Um, even back in the days from House of Cards, and mm-hmm. I'm really excited for Ironheart. I want to see what they do with Ironheart. Um, Wakanda Forever, we definitely need to talk about uh, that trailer. The trailer. Like, I, I know it's, it's old news now, but oh my God. That is, one of the, that is probably the greatest trailer I've ever seen. And lastly, for the ones that really got me, it was it's Loki season two. Now, I know that there's a lot of people that are on, I guess, the fence with Loki. I've heard some backlash with Loki. The way it ended, I need to see season two. I wish they were opening the phase with season two Loki. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm extremely excited about uh, what they have going. Uh, season five, also uh, phase season five, phase five, and also phase six, like the two ending uh, Avenger movies, like Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. I can't wait to see what they have in store. Hey, that is, that is straight up facts. And just to give uh, people a little bit of a perspective, right? Wakanda Forever finally tallied at 172 million views in the first 24 hours. So that is it. It, it literally makes it less. The, it's the it's in the top five. It's officially in the top five of most viewed Marvel trailers of all time. So you have uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. You have um, Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, and then you have uh, you have Thor: Love and Thunder. And then you have Wakanda Forever. It's been absolutely crazy, the outcry of support for this movie. Uh, and it almost had, what, twice? No, uh, it almost three times the... Yeah, it nearly doubles the original Black Panther teaser trailer that we saw in 2017. So wow. a lot of people were excited about... the. I mean, the people that cut that trailer deserve a raise. Stat. Immediate. <laughs> immediate race they were absolutely crazy with the soundtrack that switch up from no woman no cry to all right i'm like oof missing bob i'm gonna tell you this real quick 
I have never been more emotional for a trailer than after watching that. Because, of course, I mean, I, I don't, when you said the numbers, it, it, it makes sense to me because, you know, for the first one was amazing. And then, of course, you know, everything that's transpired, we're wondering what they're going to do with this. Like, okay, mm-hmm. what are we going to do forward plot-wise and everything like that? And then the way they shot that, especially what you said with the No Woman, No Cry cover, wow. Wow. And I was literally over, I will say I was overwhelmed by it. And then of course, um, seeing this new perspective on Namor, Namor, it got me, mind you, I, I knew Namor and I was like, okay, he's okay to me. I, no offense. I, even though he came out before Aquaman, I always saw him as a watered down version of Aquaman. He's, yep. he's the great value Aquaman, even though he's the OG. <laughs> Walmart, Walmart Aquaman. <laughs> Walmart Aquaman. I'm like, Hey, look, I get that he's original, but Aquaman is cooler. Yeah, and even though Aquaman stole his whole flow, but <laughs> after seeing that trailer, I have never been excited. You know what? It made me look into more stuff about Namor. Like, okay, yep. here, what what can I learn more about Namor? What is his powers? What can he do? What is he about? Because in the way he his aesthetic, the way he looks, I think to in my personal, people are on the fence about it. Some people are like, oh, I wish it was more comic book accurate. But I'm honestly glad they changed it. Because it makes him stand out more. Yep. And it makes him more unique. And I, to me, I feel like, in my personal opinion, it does him more of a service than a disservice. Granted, that is just a trailer. We have no idea what they're doing in the movie. But so far, I like it. I like the whole aesthetic. I like what they're doing with that. He looks like a whole Aztec warrior. It's it, it's it's truly amazing. Yeah. It, it just... it. I felt like it was a stroke of genius. And it gave me the feeling like they were trying to make... Uh, atlantis uh well where where namor's from uh like el dorado like el dorado's actually mm-hmm. under that was such a brilliant take on it i i'm i'm so happy they went with that instead of i've seen so many namor costumes now i'm so happy they went <laughs> with this over the, the standard namor costume exactly and plus let's be honest here i was bringing this up because some people are just like upset because if, for those who don't know um like they confirmed that it's not going to be Atlantis. It's going to be called Talukan. And I'm sorry for the pronunciation. That's the name. Apparently, they found toys. You know, Hasbro Toys came out, and they had an action figure of Namor. And on the back of it, it reads that Namor is the king of the underwater dwelling called Talukan. Talukan, okay. So I looked into it. I'm like, what on earth is that? So apparently, Talukan is a reference to a type of heaven that exists in um, Mayan mythology where people who died from drowning or getting struck by lightning go to, and they live in this basically underwater, like heaven thing. I was like, Oh, that's kind of dope. And, um, and they're ruled by a water like serpent. And I'm like serpent. And we see in the trailer, the man's wearing like a feather serpent, like um, we see exactly we see um a mural of the serpent and everything i'm like oh that's cool so they're pretty much um playing off of that mythology and it i'm i'm for it i'm definitely for it and plus like i was gonna say let's be honest what's the difference between there's only two differences between dc's atlantis and marvel's atlantis one Marvel's Atlantis has blue Atlanteans, while DC has more variety, diverse Atlanteans. You got crab people, mermaids, all that kind of stuff. Well, like I said, Marvel only has blue Atlanteans. And the second one, the second reason I'm trying to remember, um, 
dang, there was another thing that I would say in their history. Their history is different. DC, their um, their history, how they Atlantis came to be, is more vague. It's like, oh yeah, we came here, but after that, things got a little different. Unless you go by um, Young Justice, because they did their own little history all behind Atlantis. But but Marvel, it's more a little bit more specific. Like, okay, yeah, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Still a little bit more vague, but not as vague as DC's. And that's it. And look, look, I'll give y'all a challenge. Google, Google Marvel Atlantis and Google DC Atlantis. I'm being frank with you. You don't see a difference between the two. They look the same. It's an underwater sci-fi city. <laughs> and the, the comic book strengths look the same. So I, like, again, I cannot stress it enough. This change, in my opinion, was needed because now it actually shows a difference because a lot of people are wondering, did Marvel do this because they want to be different from Aquaman, from the successful Jason Momoa Aquaman? And honestly, I don't blame them because it makes a lot of sense. Since like, like like I said, the Atlantis are the same. Aquaman and Namor are pretty much the same. They have the same backstory almost. If anything, yeah, like I said, they copied each other, so they're pretty much the same person with the with the exception of, um, actually, I'll say the only thing Namor. The only difference between Namor is that he's more anti-hero in a way. Like he's like he's he really pushes the term anti-hero, you know. Aquaman, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm I I care for Atlantis, but I'll go help you guys out a little bit." Namor's just like, "I care for Atlantis. I'm only doing this if it benefits Atlantis or myself." At the end of the day, so like a more hardcore T'Challa, because T'Challa, we know Wakandans don't play when it comes to <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I'm wondering how. My biggest question though is, I wonder how this beef is going to start. Is it has it always been there? Is it mm. something that's going to happen? Or, you know, the popular theory is that there's a third party involved that's making them fight each other. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be like a misunderstanding that's happened mm. by a third party. I feel that. I feel that. And speaking of, like, we, we saw, now that you mentioned the, spy, the the serpent, we did get to see the Quetzalcoatl in Thor Love and Thunder, like the, the, the Aztec god. So I was like, real. I'm excited to see how they are trying to uh intertwine all of these properties together and black panther is what is a big part of that um the the other big part is obviously like phase phase six we're gonna have two avengers movies in one year that's gonna be a little bit of crazy i think we forgot wait i think we forgot one another show yeah the x-men 97 series is supposed to come out in 2023 as well and that's the one that i'm most excited for actually wow yes It's the return of one of the most, I think, iconic soundtracks of all time. Absolutely. They've been teasing it this entire time, too. Bro, they've been teasing it for a while. And I think it'll be a great way to introduce the X-Men's... the, I don't know if they're going to connect it to the MCU. I hope they just keep it as a sequel series of what happened yeah, in the 90s. I, I don't want it to be like super intertwined. Like, for example, I know that they're trying to do stuff with like Marvel Zombies and, and Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is technically supposed to be canon. Then it's not canon. Like all that stuff, you can leave it sideways. Like I, I want the X-Men 97 series to bring back the hype that we had being there on a Saturday and just enjoying a couple of uh, anthology stories around our favorite characters. It just felt good. It, it, it felt good. It doesn't necessarily have to be a connected series. The, if, yeah. if, we saw, if we saw something on Disney Plus that did so successfully, it was Star Wars Visions. It doesn't have to be connected to the overall like uh, story mm-hmm. of the entire movie universe. You can just have that. But 
We also have the Kang Dynasty, and we have Secret Wars. It's yeah. finally been confirmed. We are getting Secret Wars. We don't know who's going to direct it. Uh, all we know is that uh, people are definitely going to bite the dust. Uh, For real. Especially yeah. if because I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to be going off of the 2015 comic Secret Wars because yeah. Secret Wars happened twice mm-hmm. um, back in like the 80s and then yep. later in 2015. But the 2015 one is actually more famous mm-hmm. than the 80s one. And I'm pretty sure if they are going to go with that storyline, and if they do, all it means to me is Doctor that we're Doom. getting Doctor Doom. Hopefully. Doctor Doom. <laughs> I'm praying. I'm literally praying, please give us Doctor Doom. Wait, wait. Doctor Doom was in Secret Wars. Yes, the main so, story. Doctor Doom's the main antagonist mm-hmm. of Secret yeah. Wars. Oh, oh, oh. you so, know, I knew. I've I've always heard the words Secret Wars. I never yeah. knew anything about the comics or anything. Wow, they. Oh, uh, is so. Wait, uh, did you guys hear about any casting rumors for Doctor Doom? I think the guy from Breaking Bad said that he uh, wanted to be Doctor Doom. Um, so there. Yeah, go go go. Oh, you can go, Jose. Okay, I was going to say that, like, uh, obviously, like, there's been lots of fan castings, and Giancarlo Esposito did come out and say that he's interested in either, like, Professor X, Doctor Doom, whoever. But there's been a lot of people saying that, like, obviously, with the uh, current trend and trying to go as accurate as possible with, like, castings and stuff like that, and it can't deviate from what the comic books tried to do, even though we've known that it's it's worked so far. Uh, they want it to be a Romani uh, actor. And that makes sense, because he, like, he is... Like Doctor Doom is Romani, but uh, what 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 is uh, plaguing the the internet the most is how do you introduce Doctor Doom? Because they're, the Fantastic Four still don't have their movie. Like the, the the I believe the movie is coming out when when is when? Yeah, Phase uh, Six. They also it, announced Phase uh, Six, right? Four. Yeah, yep. It's the beginning of Phase Six. Well, yeah, so we have the Fantastic Four, which has to be introduced. I'm, I'm guessing they'll lay the seeds for that there. But we also have, for example, uh, we're, like we're racing towards Kang Dynasty, and this is the first time that we're going to see like the full Conqueror Kang in Quantumania. Jonathan Majors looks jacked for that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think uh, Ant-Man... I don't think that man's gonna make it out alive. I mean, I was, that's just. Me. I know. I said, "Dang!" I'm sitting here thinking to myself, "Like, dang!" Out of all the people, King is fighting. Ant Man just didn't luck out right now. Like, <laughs> God, like I, I mean, Ant Man's cool, but like, I hope. I, I'm wondering how he's gonna get himself out of this. A man who can completely control all time in the multiverse, not just time in one timeline. All of multiversal time is at this man's hands. As long as this man doesn't pull out like a flash cop out style speed force assist, <laughs> I'll be fine, okay? But it, it it's it's said to be a huge connected storyline and it doesn't seem to stop anytime soon. Uh we have that and then we have Secret Wars. The thing is, I I've I've been trying to delve myself. I got the like Marvel Unlimited uh thing where you can like read comics. Oh, no, that's and stuff. awesome. There yeah. are there there is so much that happens. During Secret Wars and following Secret Wars. So, for example, the main thing that stuck out to me is that I was reading Ghost Rider comics. uh, And, bro, the the hell race, like, they're in, okay, Travis, without giving too much away, essentially, what Secret Wars is, is the multiverse is collapsing in on itself, right? And then, at least in the Secret Wars comic book, 
you have the Ultimates universe, which is where Miles is from. Technically, Jane Foster is technically from there, I believe. Uh, basically, Earth 616 and Earth 1090 whatever or something like that. 1610. Yeah, yeah 1610. They're colliding on each other. And then the, the like basically Dr. Doom says, all right, bet we're all going to settle this in Battle World where we have like a huge ass battle and like whoever wins, their universe survives. And like that's going to be like the main timeline. So it's, it's literally just like a mashup of everybody just fighting against each other to try to stop. Well, not stop, but just like have their universe survive because Dr. Doom is just that dude. So and it's then, like, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Hunger Games. It's like the Hunger Games, but with like okay. the Marvel Universe. But the part I also like about it, though, is that it doesn't necessarily make Dr. Doom a villain because something else happened. Why those, mm-hmm. those universes were being destroyed and what he did with his new um, godlike power that he gets is that he takes bits and pieces of remaining universes and combines them into one and calls it Battle World. Yeah. Where basically all these survivors are different universes, kind of like what happened to Black Widow and um, What If, in a way. And they all live in this um, world that he created where he is God King. Yeah, God King Doom. And then you have, like, the big thing with the Ghost Rider that I was talking about is that, like, they're, like all of the Ghost Riders are, like, are at an arena called, the like, they're the Hellraisers. And you have all of them, like, Robbie Reyes, uh, Johnny Blaze, all of them are there. And, like, I'm like, bro, there's so many characters you still have to introduce which you haven't like you haven't announced anything for yet like it's yeah. getting to the point that yeah. there's so much content that you have to cover before secret wars i think like honestly secret wars could be a two part or even a three part movie like here's it, the thing i think though cuz one I, one thing i noticed that they made secret wars secret wars is after king dynasty yeah. which means that it will be i don't know how many other movies are going to be in here but going off of what we have gotten that might be Maybe the the last movie we get in on Phase Six. Yeah. I think that the like kind of like Endgame, the events of you know Secret Wars are going to play out in the next phase. Yeah, and who knows? They might. Like, this I, I doubt they would do this, but it would be a bold move if they showed us if Doc, like like how Thanos won, but like Doctor Doom won, and he's still in charge. He wins, and we see what the world is like under his control. Dude, Doctor Doom could be the next Darth Vader. I'm not even going to cap. Like Here's if they the play thing, it right, I, if they play it right. Exactly. Yes. I I would argue that Doctor Doom is more of a threat than you know Thanos was. He's a more of a threat than Galactus because there are times where he he's even beaten Galactus. This, this to me, I think that Doctor Doom is like the the final boss, final boss. Mm-hmm. He has wiped the he has wiped the floor with Thanos. He's wiped the floor with Galactus. He's tricked like he's done all kinds of things. He's tricked Reed Richards, the smartest mm-hmm. man alive. He's done all kinds of things. So to me, he's the ultimate threat to the point where not even there are even other villains who don't mess with him. Magneto doesn't even like, is afraid of him. Yeah, but isn't his whole thing made of metal, dude? He learns to be a sorcerer. He's like he learns dark magic. He goes back exactly. in time. He's ridiculous. Imagine that. Like imagine the uh, intelligence of Reed Richards with the magic of Doctor Strange. Yep, and the technology and know how like Iron Man. It's legit. Is he's he is that dude? Oh, okay. Question. I know. I want to say. Um, since you mentioned Ghost Rider, it's so it's so weirdly convenient that you said that and coincidental, because so far the past couple of days I've been watching Ghost Rider content. Nice. Getting into stuff because I noticed that uh, Hulu has the Nicholas Cage Ghost Rider. Yeah. I was like, oh, why not? Why not watch the? You know, it, it was. It was 
it was there. But yeah. let me get another watch. <laughs> yep. And I was like, maybe get into more ghost story and stuff. But yeah, because um, one of the movies that I definitely want to see in the future, if they ever do it, is a Ghost Rider movie. A new yes. MC like Ghost Rider. That would be amazing. Not, not only that, before we get to Travis's thing, is that like the fact that Johnny Blaze was teased in the trailer for She-Hulk. Like in one in one of the back, like people like paused it so many times, and like it, it's ridiculous, like how viral it went on Twitter. Like there's a there's a scene in the She-Hulk trailer where like there's a an like a like a like a poster for an announcing like an event or whatever, and it's one of Johnny Blaze's uh, events, like him just doing the the whole motorcycle events. It's it literally says it, you can't make out who the actor is. It's just like a, a blank like face, and and it just says Johnny I- Blaze. <laughs> Here's the thing. As much as I want that, I bet she's going to be one of those fake outs. I bet she's going to be one yeah. of those, oh, it wasn't actually Johnny. You really thought he was going to possibly even, yeah. even teach in here? It's going to be the whole WandaVision thing all over again. I'm assuming. I could be wrong. I get but. that. I like that. I like that. But I, what, I think the big thing for me is that like I want the Ghost Rider so much. Not because, like, people are saying, like, oh, Ghost Rider is the only person that can go against Wanda. The only reason I want the Ghost Rider is because I want the Midnight Suns, okay? I want Blade, I want the Punisher, I want Moon Knight, and I want the Ghost Rider to be fighting werewolves and shit. I want a horror franchise with the Ghost Rider. Okay? I need that. With the fact that almost, and the part I love the most about the Midnight Suns is that, um, with the exception of... No, no, no. We could say Moon Knight. Almost all of them are like loners. They were all originally yep. loners with the exception of Doctor Strange. Blade does things on his own. Moon Knight does things on his own. Ghost Rider does things on his own. And you got all these loner dudes. You know what? We're going to come together and take out all these magical threats. But yeah, Ghost Rider will be cool. Like, I've been wondering, like, how could they introduce Ghost Rider in there? Because I'm thinking that they could... I'm down for either one. Either Johnny Blaze or Robbie Reyes. I think both could work Oof. And to me, I see Ghost Rider, especially with Johnny Blaze, I see him as like a modern cowboy kind of type. Like he will be, he's mostly in the West, Midwest, mm-hmm. uh, West or California, yeah, California, New Mexico, Arizona. He's in that general like area where he just travels around and stops demonic threats that happen to be where he is. Yeah. And I, they better make him. They they better make him country. They better make if they do Johnny Blaze, he has to be a country boy. He has to be from. <laughs> He has to be from the West, or I think he's originally from Texas, but um, he has to be there. Because I'm no shade, like, I'm getting sick and tired of seeing New York, dude. New, New, New York, York, New York is like New the York epicenter City. of bullshit, bro. You need, <laughs> you need, I, I, dude. I I've been debating this with a couple of friends. I want Norman Reedus to play the Ghost Rider so bad. Either him or yes. Keanu. It's either him or Keanu. I know Keanu doesn't want to like. I mean, he's he's I think he's already sixty at this point, but. Uh, Oh, yeah, Norm- wow. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus has proven himself on The Walking Dead. I want him to be the Ghost Rider. He'd be great. Same, and he does. He actually wants to be the Ghost Rider too. So <sighs> he's like, dude. He likes and retweets posts and fan art into on Twitter of him as the Ghost Rider. He's like lighting and retweeting it. I'm like, bro, you are not making this easy on people. Okay, <laughs> everything you do just makes us theorize a little bit more. Hey, hey, if they're willing to, I think it's possible because if they're willing to get John Krasinski mm-hmm. to play Mr. Fantastic, uh, who knows? They might get my man Reedus to do it. Did you guys like Krasinski's portrayal of uh, of Reed Richards? Were you guys fans? I am going to place a little bit of the 
if, if we were to do like buy, buy or no buy or buying or selling, I would say slight sell because of the actual script. I don't think he was bad. I think that like the, the, the big thing with Reed Richards is that like, he's supposed to be like even smarter than Iron Man, right? Like Tony would have never told uh, Wanda <laughs> about their greatest assets weakness right in front of her. And I get that the 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 importance is uh, that like Reed is so self-absorbed and so uh, selfish and so uh, what's it called the the hubris hubris is the personification of Reed Richards, right? But this is another version of Reed Richards. He's been like a completely set on like saving the multiverse. Like he didn't show any signs of being like, for example, what we were expecting the superior Iron Man to be. Like we were expecting Tom Cruise to be like the douchey version of Iron Man that we know from the comics. And then we got a different version with Reed Richards' performance uh, with John Krasinski, but it still uh, rubbed people the wrong way. And people were like, no, I, 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 I don't want him. I know there's like people on the fence. I think he it's worth I think it's worth to give him another shot. I definitely agree with you on that one. I think he deserves another shot because like he didn't his role was not big enough for me to be like, okay, this is definitively I can see him being Reed Richards kind of way. And I think one of my things I was worried about with him is that though I love John Krasinski, I feel like he's too cool. To be Reed Richards. Reed Richards is, yes, yeah, self-absorbed, but he's like he is a nerd through and through. This man is a geek to the point where he's so caught up in his studies that he doesn't care about his own children. That's to the point where when he said that line, hey, I, I get it. I have children of my own. I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like, Reed, you don't care about your own children. You were literally <laughs> trying to stop. You literally trying to cage your own kids because he was too powerful mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know about this Reed Richards. But again, he only had a small part to play, but I'll definitely give him another chance to see what he can pull off because John Krasinski is a great actor and he could play off a, a nerdy type guy who um, is to himself, doesn't pay really attention to people and only cares about his um, tight knit group, you know, Susan, the thing, and Johnny, and that's it. No, Frank. So would, so would you guys want to see John Krasinski in, a, in the new Fantastic Four movie? I want. I'll I give want a it. chance. I want. <laughs> I felt the hesitation. You're like, ah. ah. And then it, I watched this video of someone talking about it, and they brought other people up, and I'm just like, not gonna lie, I would definitely want to see these other people give it a chance, though. I can't. I just been watching. I seen the video, but I, I could. I would give you guys a link to it, but I was like, mm, those people could be interesting. Reed Richards. I can see it a lot more, but. I'll give him a chance, though. I mean, speaking of the Fantastic Four, we like the first one could be Jason Siegel as uh, the Thing in She-Hulk. There's been rumors that he's been cast as the Thing, like the 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 human version. Uh, I, f- I always forget the name, his, his his like alter ego name. But yes, um, um, Ben, Ben, ben Grimm. Yes, Ben Grimm. So like J- Jason Siegel as the Thing. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll, I mean, if. If they have a plan, I'd rather just have them play it out. I'm 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 through trying to like rate things or or hype things up before they release because I've been I've been hit so hard. The only film in the past few like months that has completely shattered all of expectations. The only couple of films were the Batman, Top Gun, Maverick, and then Prey. Those were the only movies that like I was hyped to see them and they delivered and they out outdid my expectations. Everything else has been like 
crazy all over the board. Uh, so I can kind of see him playing the thing. I hope he, I hope he pulls out the Boston accent because they yeah. know Boston accent. And he's also hopefully, um, it says on here he's also Jewish, and that's a big thing because mm-hmm. the thing is also Jewish. And a lot of people have been, there's been a small group of people who have been very vocal about how they are racing, you know, um, the Jewish culture and the Jewish background of some characters. Yeah. So, and it, or especially with the whole not getting actors who are of Jewish background, kind of like you brought it with the whole Dr. Doom thing. So, it says on here he's Jewish. So, I think that's also a plus too. I don't know. I could, I could look. I could see Jason Siegel doing it. I think that, uh, I think that he'd be able to bring a good level of drama to the character, um, and also a little of le- a, a slight level of uh, levity or or a co- comedy, but in the right way. I feel mm. like Jason Siegel's a damn good actor. So I would. That's someone who I would give a chance to. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. In, I wouldn't entirely write him off. I feel that I feel that on the bottom of my heart, but I think that's mostly of what that I think we've covered most of what we're gonna get in phase six, right? Um, yeah, that's all we're gonna get so far in phase six. Um, who was it? Um, they, they also confirmed that um, Daniel Cretton was gonna be um directing for King the Conqueror, King Dynasty. Oh, yes, the the Shang Chi director. Yeah, Shang Chi oh. director is going to direct Kang. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have great action scene. Great action is going to be the name of the game for this bad boy. So I'm excited for that. Facts, and they also it's I don't know if it's 100 percent true, but they said that the actor who plays um Homelander is being looked at in the uh, MCU. Some people speculate that Jimmy Star. Oh no, no! So apparently that that her that and apparently he might be playing Dracula or um. In Blade. What's his name? Dracula or ah, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Deacon and Blade, the person who made Ooh, Blade a vampire. Yeah, that would be nice. I love the boys, so I, that's a that's a huge buy for me. Anthony Star is is he deserves that. I can see him. I can see him playing both, but I think it'll be very amazing if he played Deacon, the man who made Blade a vampire, yeah. the one who every when he's the one he's hunting down to kill, yeah. who pretty much killed his mom, and this dude has the audacity like, oh yeah, I remember your mom. Like, so if you think about it, I'm kind of your father, and yeah. so he like and Blade's like son of a bitch. <laughs> Listen, if, I can if, see him doing that. I can all, see him playing want, that role and being an asshole. All I want is a Wesley Snipes cameo. All I want is Wesley Snipes cameo. Facts. Facts. He, he doesn't have to suit up. All, he just has to be in the movie. Have him be his mentor. Have him be his whatever. But like Wesley Snipes has to be there. I mean, he's partially he he's he is a, like a quintessential part of superhero movie history. Like it's literally Facts. him and Tobey Maguire that started well, and the X Men that started all of this back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Like it's it's literally Facts. them. So Facts. I'm to the just point say where that. some people didn't even believe that. Blade wasn't even part of Marvel when they saw it. They're like, what? Blade's a, a Marvel hero? Yeah. <sighs> and he was awesome, too. Uh, well, yeah, I think we covered most of it. Do you guys have anything else that you'd like to cover from the Marvel slate that like caught your eye? Any castings? Uh, or, or Now, the one, the one of the series that I could be wrong on, but I'm not, I honestly don't know. I don't really have any real feeling about it. And if I could take one out, it will probably be Agatha Covenant of Chaos. Like, okay. don't get me wrong, Agatha was a great character, but I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think she needs a show. 
if it's like shorts or something like that, yes, I can see her being that kind of like um that character that shows up ever so often in certain mo- uh, movies and TV shows, just in the background. Because kind of that's kind of what Agatha is in the comics. He's just a character, a magical character who exists and is used depending on what the situation may bring. But to give her her own show, I don't know. I I just don't know what what can you do with that. But again, you know, Marvel they MCU has been doing interesting things with characters so far. So I could be wrong, but so far that's the only one I'm just like, why is this here? And I'll I'll even say on you know, Spider Man freshman year as well. Freshman yeah. year, especially if it was canon, like I mean, I'm I'm one of those people in those camps where it's just like, do we really need to see Spider Man become Spider Man again? Kind of like Batman. Do we really need to see Martha and Thomas Wayne die to get why Batman does what he does? Which is why a lot of people like the Batman because they skip that entire part because we consent like consensus wise know that. So with Spider Man Freshman Year, I was thinking the same thing. Like, yes, I get that it was frustrating for them not to bring up the importance of Uncle Ben in the MCU. But do you want to see him die again in this whole thing? But the, I will say it has now piqued my interest because, um, you know, again, it's animated. And then there's some characters that they confirmed, which now people are questioning the like, if it is it a canon show or not? Because it looks like they're already introducing um, Doc Ock, um, Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn, um, all these other characters. And mind you, this is pre-Civil War. This is, this is before Civil War timeline. And it's like, huh, so how does that pan out? How does that work? Is this canon? If it is canon, you're going to have to do a lot of explaining because it looks like there's a scene that they show us where, you know, that scene where Iron Man meets Aunt May and they're talking. In in the scene, it showed Norman Osborn talking to her instead. So I'm thinking this might be maybe a what if, but if this is what it is, like if it is canonized, then they're going to have to explain that. They're going to have to explain a lot of that. And all other thing I want to go on record and say this, because I've been talking my wife's ear off about this. I always tell my wife, like, you know what? Wouldn't it be interesting if they made Norman Osborn like, black? Like, if they made him black and Harry Osborn was also black? I was like, yeah, that's just a wild thought. Why did they do it? I was like, I thought I just made that up. I was kidding. Holy crap. And... It's it's very interesting. I can't wait to see what they do with that. But that's my only big thing with that. Okay, that makes a ton that, that makes a ton of sense. And there's like a lot of there's a lot of different like points of view on all that. So uh, let's let's hope that we get some official announcements. See where that can take us. Right, Travis, you were going to say something, right? Is there something that you are like really looking forward to on the Marvel side? Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely just I'm looking forward to the the entirety of it truthfully but again like the the stick the, the stick outs are uh loki and blade for sure i uh, i i am interested in agatha just to see what they do but i also wanted to really focus on the thunderbolts you guys are comic book guys what on earth is the thunderbolts well i'll, I'll just give you a, a small summary and then he can go more detail pretty much the thunderbolts are the marvel's version of the suicide squad but you can go more detail, Jose. I mean, you can you can go through it. I'm I'm ta- I'm, I'm I'm researching some other things right now because there's something we have to talk about very soon. So you can keep keep talking oh, about. So yeah, so they're pretty much Marvel's take on the Suicide Squad. Um, 
But I think the difference is like they were started. The reason they're called Thunderbolts is after Thunderbolt Ross, because he's the one who puts the team together. And it consists of, you know, villains, villains of different Rose galleries coming together to, you know, fight on the side of good. But the one thing I will say that makes the Thunderbolts just a little bit different than Suicide Squad is that, you know, the Suicide Squad, they have no other choice but to do what they do. Because, you know, Amanda Waller doesn't play. <laughs> she is on them 25-8. And they, <laughs> as much as they hate it, they can't get around her. They have to do it. While the Thunderbolts, I would say, they stick to their evil guts. And, they, yeah, they'll do some things here but they'll be doing some underhanded stuff. I think there was one point where the Thunderbolts actually um, took over and outwitted or like took down Thunderbolt Ross and they were their own thing. I think one of their, I think one of their most iconic moments, I believe is that because it consists of Baron Zemo, um, Abomination, Ghost uh, Rider. Rider. There's multiple different versions. So like, oh, there's, yeah. like they're like, there's ones with like, Deadpool and Elektra with the Punisher and then Ag- Agent Venom, which is what uh, the dude from uh, Spider-Man No Way yep. Home is supposed to be. Uh, you also have the Red Leader. I think you have. they have other ones. Uh, let me double check. They have, they have ones with, uh, yeah, Baron Zemo, uh, Meteorite, Zongbird. So, like, it just cha- it changes around. It has a revolving door oh. of members, kind of like the Suicide Squad. So, and... And their leader, kind of similar to what Suicide Squad was, like they had um, what was his name, Rick Flag. For them, it's U.S. Agent, yeah. which we saw. You know, they confirmed that he at the end of Captain America, um, Captain America um, Winter Soldier, and all this stuff. They uh, they confirmed that um, U.S. Agent is there, and we see the abomination. We got Baron Zemo. We're just missing other members of the gang right now. And Hawkeye's been up there to too. That, Hawkeye's been there too, and Bucky as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah. That's crazy. But so far, yeah, that's pretty much it. But I think the most iconic story I can think of is where they pretended, especially it was Baron Zemo's idea, where they pretended they got out of their situation, pretended to be new heroes who were trying to outclass the Avengers. And um, and while they're trying to take them out, I said, okay, if we can't beat them, might as well join them in the way. But like, oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be more better heroes. We're gonna be more famous than you guys to the point where the whole public turns against you guys. And then we are the new heroes of the whole thing. And then while that while that's happening, when people lost faith in y'all, we will, we will take y'all out. But the part that I guess Baron Zima didn't see coming was that some of the people, and the part I like about the Thunderbolts as well, is that some of them actually change. They're like, you know what? No, I like being a hero. I think we need to stay. We need you. You need to be stopped. And Baron Zima was just like, well, what the hell? Like I thought that was our plan, and why did you do that? And but yeah, I think that's pretty much the gist of them. I mean, I don't I'm not too well in um in knowledge about the Thunderbolts, but that's what I know is that they're their version of Suicide Squad, but they they stick to being evil a little bit more than the Suicide Squad. And plus we see the setup with um what's her name? I keep getting her name wrong, but Madam Hydra, we see at the end of we see her in the um the TV shows so far, we see her we saw on Black Widow at the end of Black Widow because it looks like she's recruiting um, our, our new Black Widow to be a part of it. So, so far, our lineup, what we're assuming, is going to be Baron Zemo, U.S. Agent, um, Abomination from when we get to see in She-Hulk, new Black Widow, and whoever the new people might be. Ghost Rider. Let's hope for Ghost Rider. They got Ghost Rider in that. Or Robbie Reyes' Ghost Rider, specifically. Yeah. That would be 
Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm talking to you guys. I I'm just intrigued about a new Ghost Rider. I'm I'm scared and intrigued because it's the same thing that I have with Fantastic Four. Every Fantastic Four movie has not been good, and I've just lost <laughs> out hope that Fantastic Four would be done well. Even though Marvel has been crushing it, I don't know if they're going to bring it home with this. At the same time, I feel the same way with Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Mm, you know, hey, everybody who try, who's on that movie, they tried. I, I respect you guys. But I don't know if it could be done. I, I don't know. So I, here's the thing. I'll say that. I agree with you because Ghost Rider is a fantastic character. I think one of the biggest problems when you use a more of, like obscure character like that is villains. Because think about it. Ask yourself this question. Name an iconic Ghost Rider villain. Who is Ghost Rider's Joker to his Batman, Go- Green Goblin to his Spider-Man? It's just Mephisto. Apparently, this guy named Blackheart. But oh, do you even know who that is? <laughs> so that, that's my whole problem. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, I would love to see a Ghost Rider movie. But then I was thinking to myself, like, villain-wise, how who they, they, and granted, the MCU has done a good job at taking obscure villains or villains we haven't heard of and then bring them to the forefront and do something different with them. So that could be a good thing. But I'm saying overall, Ghost Rider does not have any really iconic villains. So we just got to see. We just got to see what they're going to do. That's <sighs> okay. You know, an- another thing uh, really quick. I didn't see anything about Moon Knight like anywhere. And that was interesting. Um Oh, so apparently, I was thinking the same thing too, but apparently somebody on TikTok, I don't know if that was someone related to her or not, she was just like, oh, hey, are you guys working on a season two? And it showed the producer of it, or the director, I believe, he was like, wait, of Moon Knight? And out of nowhere, here comes Oscar Isaacs like, saying, why else will we be in Cairo? Yeah, I don't it, know. I think it was the daughter. I think I think it was the daughter of the director or the producer that was like, "Hey, why? What are we doing in Egypt?" I was like, "I don't know." He's like, "Well, what else would we? Be, what else would we be doing in Cairo?" And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, so, we don't know if that's official confirmation or not. Or I think I feel like they wouldn't have done that if Marvel, because you know how Kevin Feige is. He's just like, "Hey, yeah. shut up." We also had an actor confirm Eternals 2 directed by Chloe Zhao in literally like first take or something like that. Like on on a, on the ESPN show. It was like, oh yeah, uh, we're, we're going to have Eternals with Chloe Zhao and Eternals 2 with Chloe Zhao. That's going to be fun. Uh, and people were like, that wasn't at Comic-Con. I think you just fucking spoiled that for everybody. And it was like, oh, Kevin Feige's secret agents are going to be eating good today. <laughs> That's I can imagine that meeting. Okay, y'all gonna have the same talks what had Tom Holland had. Mm-hmm. Gosh, but Tom Holland's like, yes, blink twice if you need help. It's not me this time. Yeah, blink twice if you need help, Tom. Okay, we love you. All right, uh, I think we've covered basically all of the Marvel stuff happening. Uh, there are there are some other big things happening very very soon, especially since we're entering the fall. Number one, I think on everybody's mind, Shane Man. That thing is popping very, very quickly. I still don't know. I, th- I think we already have the voice cast in Japanese. We don't have the confir- confirmed voice cast in uh, uh, the dub. We know it's coming out in fall 2022. I've personally read like the first five volumes, and I am already hooked. I want Chainsaw Man in my life very, very quickly. Uh, and it's probably one of the most anticipated anime adaptations in a while. 
So how do you guys feel about that? So excited. I'm so excited. There, It looks like, all right. So my thing is I'm, it's a mixed bag because visually it looks striking. It looks like they put their arm and elbow like all into the animation for this. And I'm excited to see certain an, uh, scenes get animated because I've, I've read a lot of the manga. At the same time, it's, I'm not a fan service guy. And okay. Chainsaw Man's very heavy on the fan service. So we're going to be getting a lot of um, detailed, gross... There's something super gross that happens early Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm not God. excited to see that get animated. But uh, overall, I think it's going to be contender for anime of the year. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it, despite the fan service and everything else. Dude. When I saw it, when I saw it, what you're talking about, I was like, ooh, <laughs> this, is cra- <laughs> this is crazy shit. But some people no. are going to have a fun time. I know people love kinky stuff. So I'm like, oh, hey, you do you, bro. No, you, you better keep you. that to yourself. Hey, you better keep that to yourself. You better not go on the internet and say, oh, yeah, you just see that scene. It was so amazing. Like, no, no. nah, that's a red flag for me. <laughs> but um, no, I'm excited for it. And to me, I'm not going to lie, Chainsaw Man. <clears throat> kind of baffles me how popular it is because of how dark it is because you know it it's kind of different from you know your shonen jump norm compared to you know even like naruto bleach one piece um my hero jujutsu kaisen um i mean i'll say i'll give you jujutsu kaisen because jujutsu kaisen yeah. is pretty dark yeah. but um but yeah it's just like we're seeing this new like wave of like darker manga coming into the scene with the exception of you know spy family um, but yeah, it's just crazy how the Chainsaw Man is like got up there in popularity, especially with the subject matter and no spoilers, but especially how it ends and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, this is the one that every this was number one for a long time right now. Like, gosh, what our audience has changed so far. And now it's getting an animated uh now it's getting an anime. I'm I'm excited for it, but it I mean it all works out. I mean it's a great story. So, yeah, I the being a manga reader another this is gonna be another one where I'm a manga reader again and now seeing it animated, and I wonder how the anime onlys are gonna be reacting to this. I'm excited. I'm a, I'm gonna just leave it at that. I, I the thing is I have my I have. I have a thing where, like, I really, really, really like the the secondary characters in in the anime, in the anime and manga that I read. So, like, whenever I uh, whenever I saw like Power and then Aki, I was like, bro, this is like this is gonna be so fun to see, like, the dynamic between them, and especially because Denji's such a dumbass uh, and just like f- falls victim to everything that just pops into his brain. Uh, Plus, I yeah, go go. go. The power system is so interesting to me. Yeah. The devil thing. It's just so cool. I'm just like, yo, this scene's aw- like this scene is so awesome. To a point where I've had like once it comes out, I have this draft in my TikTok of me explaining the power system of it. And I made it like almost two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna wait until it gets an anime. And when I heard it was getting an anime, I'm like, oh yeah, bet. I'm I holding this one. Stuff. Once it releases and everybody's on that hype for it, I'm like. I'm posting that video. I've been waiting to post this video for a long time now. 
I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Uh, so we we know that like the uh, the 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 anime itself is coming out sometime this fall. Uh, I believe uh, it's it. I don't know if it's gonna take all of the eleven volumes that are currently out. Uh, but like it's it's basically gonna cover most of the first arc. I think, right? Because there's eleven volumes in arc the the first arc that went on from like 2018 to 2020, I think, or 2022. Uh, but essentially, that's that's the, that's what we're getting in the first uh, season. So hopefully, it's a success. I'm very excited. Uh, another very popular anime coming out on fall that has the entire internet in a flurry. I think it's about time that we cover it. Uh, Bleach, the Thousand Year War arc, uh, is officially coming out. And everybody is in disarray. The entire internet is in a flurry because there's lots of rumors. Um, specifically, the most important rumor that Disney Plus might be purchasing the streaming rights for the Thousand Year Blood War arc. So that started, I, I, I did some research and uh, Crunchyroll officially confirmed that it will not be having the streaming rights, which had people in a question mark frenzy because viz media the the people that like are basically producing uh they don't have their own streaming channel they own the rights to bleach and they're like okay somebody's gonna get the rights and from the past couple of years what we've seen it's that either hulu crunchyroll that uh, i think crunchyroll bought funimation right is that is that the yeah, the, yeah. so crunchyroll slash funimation uh hulu netflix and now Disney Plus might be a big uh, player in anime. So there were lots of memes coming out. People say, hello, my name is Ichigo Kurosaki and you're watching Disney Channel. Uh, that had me in a, flir- in a flurry, in a frenzy. I don't know how I feel about this. Be- only because as the streaming rights holder, I think they can change the the the, the voice lines or like bleep some stuff out or like... Um, Kind of a censor, censorship based on the voice lines, but I don't think they have the rights or the uh, uh, capabilities of censoring the animes and the the actual animation. So if it does stream on Disney Plus, it will be exactly what the mangaka wanted. So okay. I don't know. I don't know how y'all feel about the whole thing. So let me know. So the one thing I heard as well is that. You know how overseas, you know the lineup and setup for streaming platforms are different. Like there are some shows and TV things like that we don't get here in the states, and some people think that if it is true that Disney Plus is buying the um, the streaming rights to the Thousand We Are Blood Blood War arc, I think it'll be more of a specifically a Japan thing. Like, oh yeah, we're streaming this in Japan, but maybe not in the states. But like, this is specifically a Japan thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. So it could be that or. Like, are they 100% true on that? So uh, I think that was the thing that I'm worried about is, <clears throat> yeah, censorship. Are they going to censor things? Are they going to censor the stuff they say and do? And which I just felt like, come on, guys. Like, and, and to me, it's, that's my one biggest gripe about Disney is that y'all trying to be the biggest, you know, media platform all and trying to get you, you're trying to dip your toes and everything while still trying to be kid friendly. I'm like, I don't think you can do that. I mean, they're trying. They're trying but I don't think it always works. Like you got to make some things, you know, be what it is. That's why everybody got nervous when they had Deadpool, Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool two, and the possibility that they weren't going to be on Disney plus granted. They are on Disney plus, including Logan and showing that, okay, they're willing to have this stuff on here. For no, adults. like for adults, no strings attached. It's, it's there in its purest form. Cool. 
So, I mean, that's one step in the right direction, but we don't know. But, hey, I'm, I'm my only biggest thing is worried about censorship and, you know, also the possibility of, you know, trying to get more people to get a Disney Plus subscription. Like, oh, you want to, if you're a Bleach fan, oh, you want, you need to watch, uh, you need to get yourself a Disney Plus account if you want to watch the rest of the Bleach. Or who knows, if you're, you're new to Bleach, you got to get a Disney Plus uh, account to watch Bleach. So... Uh, but the one other thing I would say is interesting, though, it does bring up the fact that Disney is looking into anime. They know that there's an audience for it. They know that there are people who are willing to watch it. They did, you know, they dabbled in it with Star Wars Visions, which was pretty cool. But and then they also are working on another anime. Um, but I don't know all the validity on that one. But yeah, it's to me, I think the silver lining, in my opinion, of this is that Disney knows that there are anime fans i don't know man i i don't i don't i'm i'm very excited but at the same time the mouse don't play around so yeah let's, who let's knows hope. bro like and let's say because i i say it could be a good thing or a bad thing it'd be a good thing like okay they we know there's an audience for it we know that there are people who like it and if they do it right it could be something interesting or it could be bad and they can just, just throw random anime projects out there, kind of like what Netflix does. Not saying every Netflix anime is bad, but y'all know what I mean. There's just some Netflix anime. For every good Netflix anime, there's like nine others that are just like, they really greenlit this. <laughs> it do wow. be like that. It do be like that. How about you, Travis? How do you feel about the the whole rumor mill? It's 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 again mixed. Um, initially, when I saw that Netflix was going into the anime game, I was really excited because they're a streaming service that uh, they release things in bulk. And it was going to be the first time that you can get really high quality anime and be able to binge it. And I was like, that's fantastic that a streaming service is bold enough and different enough to do something like that. And then the more that Netflix came out with these animes, there were some great hitters. And at the same time, like Mewtwo was saying, there there were some misses. And uh, I don't want to see another streaming service take a whack at it. <laughs> I think I'm tuckered out from the Netflix uh, approach. And I just, I, there's a part of me that I just don't want to see Disney, Netflix, and Crunchyroll fighting over this genre, fighting over rights. And I have to have all three to get to be up to date on all the anime that is really good out there. That's just frustrating. Um, but at the same time, maybe Disney will be a good home for anime. Uh, maybe they'll come out with a lot of good anime and it will be fine. But at the same time, I just... There's just too many people that are jumping on the anime train. I miss the days when it was just Crunchyroll or Funimation. Like, I, I, I like the simplicity, but that's just my take on it. I feel that. I totally feel that. I mean, it's it's definitely valid as a criticism and, and just, like, hope for the future because it, it, it makes sense based on the track record. So, I don't know. Hopefully, we can get the best of both worlds. That's just on my end. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, I think we have basically covered most of the big things that have happened besides the biggest movie on Hulu ever. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. We talked about it at the beginning. Uh, I think we, we've all seen it, right? We've all seen Prey? Yeah. Okay. Th did you see it, Travis, or no? You no. did it? I didn't see it yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. 
definitely. Not- definitely. This this is uh, it's it's ha- okay for those of you that are fans of of movie monsters or just like action movies in general. Most of us know what Predator is, right? 1987, Arnold Schwarzenegger came out and dropped a banger. Uh, the it's it's based on a uh, alien that basically comes to Earth and tries to fight the most pre- the, the the apex. He tries to become the apex predator in the planet that he is in. This is a prequel to it. It it, it takes place in the 1700s. It is absolutely not tied to what Arnold and Carl Weathers did in the 80s. And it, like, I'm going to be straight up with what I personally feel. This is the best rendition of the Predator since the original. And it could even rival the original. It's on that Top Gun Maverick level. Like, this thing has set up the possibility of an anthology series just covering the Predator in different time periods, trying to prove himself. Because it was, it, it didn't feel overpowered. It didn't feel invincible. It felt extremely strong. But the 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 rationale behind it was to craft a story that had the predator in it. It wasn't like a predator centric story, which was mm-hmm. pretty cool in my opinion. Like it was centered around uh, Amber Mid Thunder's character as well as the rest of the cast. This is the first Hollywood blockbuster to have an entire Native American cast. And it wow. was still only released on Hulu. It this, this I think this deserved its spot in theaters. Uh, I think I gave it like a like a nine out of close to a nine out of ten. It is that good. I if you are if you're an action movie fan, if you are a Predator fan, if you are a, a horror movie fan, this is a must watch. What did you think about the film, Mizu? Honestly, before we talked about it a little bit before the pod started, but to let y'all know, I. I know about the Predator, but I never seen the Predator movies okay. until I saw this because I heard a lot about it, and I said, "Oh, might as well watch Prey." And I'm glad I watched it. It got me to the point where interested into watching the other Predator movies. So after after seeing that one, I was like, "You know what? I need to watch the original. I need to watch the 1987 one to see." And and my personal favorite, maybe it's because I seen it first. I I will give it to the Prey movie. I like the Prey movie more a little bit than the original. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like that Prey was awesome. The setup too. I like how, you know, the first half is like mystery, like going on. And then the second half is when we realize what is going on. And then, you know, Predator ensues. And it's so awesome to see that. And I, if this, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you, Jose. Like this was like it re it revitalized a franchise, a franchise that everybody was just like every Predator movie after that was just trash. Some people have a soft spot for the Predator Two movie, but like every other Predator after that is just bad, bad, bad. I I watched the other ones too. I'm just like, you know what? Like, it was bittersweet. I'm like, oh yeah, this Predator thing is pretty cool. Watch the other ones. I'm like, oh god, I can see why everybody <laughs> likes this one a little bit more. Because these other ones just don't, those just don't work. The second but, one was um, okay. D- Danny Glover did do a, a, a semi decent job. I, I, yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it, but I totally agree. Continue, continue. But yeah, I could definitely see this being an anthology series because in one of the Predator movies, I don't remember which one, that they said that the Predator has been on planet Earth a lot and has encountered a lot. So I could see it different, different humans encountering from different eras handling a predator situation 
Uh, when people are already talking about like, oh, predators versus Vikings, predators versus samurai, predators versus all kinds of things. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, if they if they can get the storytelling right, it could work. But yeah, I think Predator Prey was amazing. And the part I like about it is that everybody in the mother was like surprised how good it was. Like almost every crit, um, critic who talked about it, like they're like, all right, I'm not gonna lie to you, I thought this movie was gonna be ass, but this was actually pretty good. Everybody had no hopes and like, oh great, they're trying to do the predator thing. This is not gonna work. And surprise, surprise, it worked. Hey, Travis, if this is not an indication, you should definitely watch it. Let us know how you feel about it. Look, I was I was sold already from just the news around it, where it's the it's the highest grossing, the most watched thing on Hulu, period. That's an insane, insane uh comment. Accomplishment. And, yeah, accomplishment, insane accomplishment. And also from you guys and everybody else, I have not heard really a bad thing about it. Uh, I heard that it just it was a home run. So I can't wait to watch it. Yes, sir. We can't wait to hear about it. Is there anything else that you guys want to cover? Because I think we've pretty much covered most of the things that are coming out. Oh, I thought we were talking about the whole, the possible um, DC lineup and Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh, take us, take, take us there, man. Because I, I, I'm, I'm through talking about DC. I'm, I'm so disappointed. If you haven't already heard, heard the news, um, they announced uh, in, in Comic-Con what they're going to be doing. Or actually, no, they didn't release a date. Was it was it also in Comic-Con? It was both in Comic-Con and like, what was like press releases or something like that? Yeah. With they, their plan on what they're going to do with the DCEU. And um, being honest, it doesn't really look good. The only two movies that they brought up in Comic-Con, which everybody thought DC was going to blow out the park at Comic-Con. And they only showed us Shazam. Um, what was it? Shazam? And there was another one that came out. Black oh, Adam. Black Adam. Black Shazam Adam. and Black Adam were the main two highlights of it. We also got Super Pets. And yeah. um, that was it. That's all they gave us. Which was just so unfortunate, too, because, you know, they could have talked about Aquaman, but you had that whole thing with Amber Heard. They could have talked about Flash, but you have that whole thing with Ezra Miller. Oh, so it's just not looking They could have talked about Batgirl, but they decided to scrap the whole movie. And then the whole Batgirl situation where they announced that they canceled Batgirl. And mind you, this they were in post-production. That means the film was pretty much finished. They had to do some touch-ups and stuff like that. But out of nowhere, they decided to cancel it. And their reasoning so far was that, well, at least what the direct, I'm not the, um, the CEO said, um, What's his name? Zalaf? Zalaf? Yeah. He said that um, he wants all his plan is to have all the DC movies like that. He wants them to be in theaters. He wants an them experience. to be big, an, experience. an experience. He wants them to be big budget box office hits. And Bat Batgirl was going to be, you Not know, a specifically a, a, an HBO Max exclusive movie. And so they decided to scrap it all together. And it wasn't just that, too. They also scrapped um, other unrelated um, HBO series movies and stuff like that. What'd you say? Doom Patrol. And they then they, they, they apparently scrapped Doom Patrol. They, they've been what? scrapping stuff left and right to the point where it it's weird because you feel like nothing is safe at all. I'm worried about them removing Harley Quinn. Who, what if they remove Harley Quinn? What if they um, remove Young Justice? Justice? 
or yeah. like it's we just don't know what they're doing and it's 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 a little scary now i can see now some people have different opinions on it some people are seeing this as a hugely negative like oh they're going a different direction with this there's some people who see this as a positive because you're just like don't get me wrong Batgirl was cool and all but we need to revitalize the dc universe and how some people said it i believe it's actually i think i don't think it was comics historian it was variant comics he has a youtube uh, he has a tiktok and he talked about it he's just like they need to revitalize it and you can't start the dc universe out without the big three mm-hmm. batman superman wonder woman they need they're the cornerstone of dc and they need to be the starters of dc so at least that's what some people's logic is on it and plus they kind of made it clear in their little lineup of what they are important to them in their um going forward yeah. hbo max and their, and their stuff and they showed the symbols of um wonder woman superman and batman flash, flash and all of them so they are important to them they um they said they're still going with flash they're still they're still greenlit with flash they're still yeah. going forward so far that what i've heard i could be yeah. wrong they could come out tomorrow and be like no oh, no we're scrapping that too yeah, but, there's basically three. The, the, that one's the big one that I thought we could discuss. Uh, there's basically three ways that they that 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 they deal with the Flash. It's one, Ezra Miller uh, gets uh, help, uh, does a public apology, and then does limited press for the movie. Uh, the second one, I believe, is like they try to uh, recast as much as possible or like rework as much as possible of the of the movie prior to release. And then the third one is just scrapping the movie altogether. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's all on Ezra Miller right now. I'm not going to lie. Going off of what we got in the trailer or the teaser, I think they it looks like they're pulling a Flashpoint Paradox with it. Yeah. It looks like they're taking elements from it. And so I'm assuming that they might do what happened at the end of Flashpoint Paradox and that maybe restarts the whole DC universe. Maybe, but we don't have full confirmation with that. Plus, they also, speaking of Flash, um, the Flash movie, they also canceled a future Supergirl movie that they were working on with um, one of the actresses who was going to be in the Flash movie, and they scrapped that movie. Wow. Um, so, yeah. It's it's not looking good for DC fans. It's just not looking good at all. And the only highlights is like like I said, Shazam and Black Adam. And, and I hate to put that, hate to be Mister Negative here, but who's to say those are going to be good? <laughs> what if they're not? Yeah, I what? I've been seeing I've been seeing a lot of criticism about The Rock being Black Adam. Just in physical appearance alone, I saw this scathing thing where they were like, "Look, you know, uh, Black Adam, uh, The Rock." It doesn't have an accent in it. It just looks like The Rock is cosplaying as Black mm-hmm. Adam, not actually incorporating a character, blah, blah, blah. And truthfully, I just think that it's... This is rough on the live-action scene. I wish that DC would just focus more on animation. And the Batman. <laughs> and Batman, the Batman. great. <laughs> that perfect. It did it perfect. But Wonder Woman, Superman, just, you know, just... Just let's focus on the animation. Speaking of Superman, another thing that people are upset about because a lot of people are wondering, hey, are they going to be bringing back Henry Cavill? What's going on with Henry Cavill? Is he still Superman? Are we getting a new Superman? What's going on with that? And they announced nothing. And it was so bad to the point where when someone asked The Rock a question about that, like, hey, do you see yourself going against Henry Cavill? You hear anything about Henry Cavill? And he's just like, oh, I don't know what's going on with that. 
He said, but I definitely do want to fight Superman. And he got booed. The Rock mm. got booed, like, badly. What? And I don't think the boo was... I, I would argue that the boo wasn't necessarily his Not fault, the but more of the, the response of, like, yo, where's Superman at? Where's uh, our Superman? Where's Henry Cavill? Because people, even though the Superman was okay, I, I personally am not a fan of Zack Snyder's version of Superman. Mm-hmm. But I think Henry Cavill was a good Superman. He just yes. needed a better Script. written way of his character. But like, we don't know. We don't have no idea what's going on with that either. So it's a mess. DC's live action lineup is just it's just a mess, and it's a shame because they really killed it with the Batman. That is, in my opinion, that was the best iteration of Batman I've seen live action on screen. And it's not even close. Um, from the acting to the to the cinematography to the score, everything was stupendous. So I just think that uh, it's weird that they're not able to bring it. Even Peacemaker, like they're they're doing live action well in other arenas. Why can't you do it well with Superman? Why can't you do it well with Green Lantern or like any of these other iconic characters? Facts. I definitely agree with you. And the part that's even sadder is that, like we said in the last time a couple pods ago, let's be honest, I love Marvel, but Superman is more popular. DC is more popular. Yeah. Iconic. Batman is more iconic. Superman, Wonder Woman, they are more iconic individuals and... To see them getting this kind of treatment with their stuff is like sad, especially. And the part that's so sad, at least with, with me personally, is that I've been rewatching DC stuff because I'm mostly a Marvel fan. I'm, I'm both, but I lean towards Marvel. But then I've been watching DC stuff with my wife and stuff like that, and it revitalized my love for DC, especially Superman, and how much I love Superman, how much I, I definitely am in the camp of people don't get him, calling him boring and all that kind of stuff. And then we have, oh, when this stuff happened, I'm just like, oh, wait, I see why I'm a Marvel fan. Because this kind of stuff keeps happening. And, of course, you know, shout out to all the animated stuff with DC. They've been killing it so far, with the exception, apparently, um, Beware My Power didn't do so well with the Green Lantern with Jon Stewart. Apparently, oh, that went so well at all. Like, damn. it wasn't terrible, but, like, what I heard so far is that one it's based off John Stewart and we haven't and let's be honest we haven't seen John Stewart on screen in anything for a hot minute now. Yeah. And mind you that's the that's the that's the Green Lantern that a lot of people grew up with. And we haven't seen him for literally years. Yeah. And he finally gets his own animated movie and he's barely in it. Like they got other Justice League members in the movie like Green Arrow's in it, um Hawk Woman is in it. Uh I'm trying to remember who else is in it, but He's not the center of his own story. These guys get more shine in the in the movie than he does. Wow. And it, it, it just doesn't work. And it's sad because I was so aggravated when I saw it. I was like, dude, my favorite Green Lantern, one of my favorite heroes, and he's not the main character of it. And the story was okay. <sighs> I didn't I didn't even I didn't even see it. I saw like a snippet of it and I was avoiding it because I, I didn't want to be disappointed. And that sucks. That sucks to hear because I truthfully think that DC is they're the creators of some of the best animated superhero movie movies and shows, period. Like Young Justice to me is one of the best shows on that you can watch, period. Um so 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 to really see them do like Green Lantern like that blows that's crazy 
And and it's so weird now that they're getting into the whole thing about, oh, yeah, we're trying to look for a, our own Kevin Feige kind of person to lead this future of the DCEU and all that stuff. And I'm I'm happy they finally get on that train, but I hope it doesn't take away from all their like standalone things. Because in my personal opinion, the one thing that DC had the edge on compared to the MCU is that not everything was connected. You had some stuff that did connect together, and you had completely standalone stuff like the Batman, the Joker, uh, all their animated stuff. They are all their own things, and they could breathe as their own things compared to the MCU, where everything's connected to a point where now Marvel, even Kevin Bragg himself even said it how phase four and going forward and stuff like that, we're going to have some stuff that connects and some that doesn't. And people are already upset that things don't connect. Cause I mean, you already set it up that way. Obviously you're going to have some detractors on it. And, and now they're trying to break away and now they're having issues of, you know, breaking away. Mm-hmm. So I think that is one thing that was one of the highlights of DC. And I hope they keep that, even though they do plan on doing a, a connected story altogether with the future films, wherever that is. But I feel like, and I think they also, didn't they also announce their, like, they announced a 10-year plan. They announced a 10-year plan of what they have with their future um, projects and all that stuff. But here's the thing. Everybody's just hyped up, like, oh, yeah, we got this 10-year plan. I'm just like, guys, guys, have we not learned from the past? Okay. This, they've done this before. <laughs> they told us this before, that, oh, yeah, we have this 10-year plan. With this, we have this plan for the future of DC. How those movies, if you go back to the original line that they had, how those movies didn't, work, didn't even were created yet. It never mm-hmm. happened. We were supposed to get a, a solo Ben Affleck uh, Batman movie. That never happened. Mm-hmm. We never got some of the movies that they were saying they're going to do. We never got those. We were supposed to get a Teen Titans movie. Never got that either. So, and then they're doing it again. And, and, and it just goes to show how desperate DC fans are right now. They're like, oh, yeah, they got a plan now, guys. Look at that. I'm like, dude, don't fall for it again. Come on. Now, let's think The question this. is, do we just sell DC to Disney is the question. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, people have been saying about Kevin Feige, like, oh, Kevin Feige, please come to DC. I'm like, hey, don't put too much on that man's plate. That man's already stressed out as it is when he has to do it with that. Now you, want work, now you want him to work on something that's already like in shambles right now? With DC, oh my man is going to be dead by the end of that. Nah, dude. I th- I feel honestly, I feel like Kevin Feige. If if I I'd say, let's give if he takes ten more years because he already planned the next ten years. Like let's say he takes the ten next ten years out, he could retire as the best pro- like producer in movie history. Yeah, I think he already is. I think he already is. Like honestly, still to this day, I think the he is. top. The top grossing movies, half of them are Marvel. And then I was doing this video about um, Fist of North Star and I was talking about how big franchises are. And mm-hmm. half of them, I was looking up a list of franchises by the dollar and half of them are Marvel. I'm like, and that's because of Kevin. I'm like, hey, Kevin is, hey, man, man, is worth the dollar. He's killing it. But speaking of which, I what I said about the whole, um, the person they're looking for to take on you know, a Kevin Feige like position in DC. One of the people that has been rumored to be is the person who's, which I'm worried about a little bit, is the person who spearheaded the Arrowverse. Mm. But granted, it is a rumor. I don't know what 100% if that's true, but it said that he was being I, the person who was the producer and led the Arrowverse, who might be the person who's going to lead the DC films. And I'm conflicted on that because. First seasons of, I'll give you this, the first season of all the Arrowverse shows, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But after that, 
things just go bad. Like it's usually the first scene is great, and then after that, it's like no, no. I don't know. Kevin Feige's box office. Do we want to take a guess at how much money his has movies have made as a producer? Definitely in the billions. Yeah. Ten billion. I was gonna say ten billion. I was gonna. I'll, I'll go twenty billion. Let's do twenty billion. Twenty six point eight billion dollars. Holy crap! Twenty. He's he, on, on. Honestly, like he's probably the 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 most prolific and. I don't know about like the thing is best is very subjective, very subjective because you have like Ron Howard, George Lucas, Robert Zemeckis, like all those like speed with Steven Spielberg, but like he just don't miss, bro. He just don't miss. <laughs> he does not miss. He's been the executive producer for what over what what is it? okay, uh, two two five eight twelve fifteen twenty over thirty movies, and they've all been bangers. If I, or or like f- monetarily wise, it's been crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, and he's still and he's still an executive producer on. He's he's an executive producer on all of the Disney Plus things. Wow! So yeah, he's on movie and TV, so that's crazy. That's insane, and I mean it makes a lot of sense because, like I said, I was doing a video on Fist of North Star, and I was looking up like, oh. Biggest franchise, and one of the facts I learned about Fist of North Star is that apparently, did you know that Fist of North Star, by the way, is worth fourteen point eight billion dollars? What? I don't know what they do. Oh. I don't know what they. I was do. like, I was like, that's what I said. I was looking at that like, how on earth? Part of it has to do with um something else, but oh, you like I see it in my future video, but um, it's crazy. And I was looking at other franchises that were huge like that, and like, yeah, half of it was Marvel. Half of it, Spider Man No Way Home alone was on the list. I was like, "That's a movie. That's not just like <laughs> <laughs> that's insane." <laughs> wait, 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 this is North Star is twelve point six billion dollars. No, Fourteen point eight billion dollars. It's oh. worth more. Think about it. It's worth more than the Bond franchise. The Bond franchise is worth fourteen point two billion dollars. Just a little bit over, and apparently, yeah. The Bond franchise as a whole has nothing apparently on Fist or North Star, an anime that came out in 1983. But there's been no, like, there's been no merch. There's been no, when did it make $14 billion worth? (laughs) You'll be surprised how it made it. You'll be surprised. If you get the chance to look it up, you'll be surprised the money that Fist or North Star makes. And the part of it, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. The part of it has to do with um, casinos. <laughs> what? Wait, you know, know what? Okay, I'm watching your next video. I that's that's insane. It, no, it's like no, I'm not gonna lie. I was just looking. I was trying to do a little appreciation video of Fist and North Star, but when I looked that up, it intrigued the hell out of me. That I was like, no, I need to do some just facts <laughs> on Fist and North Star alone. This is insane. You, the the cra- the craziest anime fact that I that I learned right is that out of all the franchises ever, the second most profitable franchise is Hello Kitty. Okay. Yes. 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 But here's here's the absolutely freaking bananas part of that, right? So Hello Kitty is the the uh is the number two of all time. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that went to go see the movie of Hello Kitty. There was only like two movies. There was one theatrical release. It's under 50. 
worldwide. The second mo- the second largest anime franchise, the second largest franchise in ever. history, like ever. Less than ten thousand people saw it globally. Like that's absolutely nuts. Gosh, of course we all know what number one is. Gotta catch oh, them oh, all, baby. Oh, easily. I remember Pokemon was like how much Pokemon was like in a uh, hundred and eighteen billion dollars. Oh yeah. Uh, eighteen billion dollars. Wow. Less and less than half of that. Less than half is from the video games. Ninety one of those billions are just through licensed merchandise, bro. Keychains and plushies and, yeah, and, little, I mean, and little statues and shit. I got into up. a heated live. I don't know, it, it didn't mean to be heated, but we talked about Someone asked me in my live on TikTok, who is the face of anime? And I said, oh, yeah, hands down, it's Goku. I say Goku because, like, he oh. literally, when you think of it, like, when, when, there are people who've never seen Dragon Ball, but you show them a picture of it, and they'll be like, oh, that's Goku. True. I said, I, people were arguing Naruto and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, sure. But then when someone said, what about Pikachu? I was like, yeah. Pikachu's yeah. the answer, bro. Like, whenever, dude, my grandma, my grand, like, even in, like, I don't know if it varies by community or whatever, but, like, even, like, old-ass grandmas in PR and, like, Latin America, they'll be like, ah, like, you talk about, like, any sort of monster or any sort of, like, I take take care of that Pikachu over there and just, like, take it out of the screen. <laughs> bro, they all, ref- they refer to everything that, like, is not real as just, like, a Pikachu. And I'm like, bro... The fact that they don't even know, they probably don't even know what Pikachu looks like, and they know, like, they ha- they know it by name, though, is ridiculous. I mean, Pikachu was the face of the Olympics. It was Mario and Pikachu. That's ri- that's ridiculous. That is insane. insane. They they. And I remember even with Goku, they Japan made Goku like an ambassador, um, <laughs> like an ambassador. <laughs> that it was insane. But yeah, that it's isn't you'd be surprised how much some of these franchises that you haven't heard in a while and stuff like that just make money. Yeah, that again, that Fist of North Star fact blew me away. Blew me away. I'm like, there's nothing new that's out. Like, how on earth did it maintain how is it in the top twenty biggest franchises in the world? Yeah, that doesn't make any no, to to the second, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. At all whatsoever. Everybody else on the list made sense. And then I saw that. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Crazy. It do be crazy, bro. It's yeah, no. I... <sighs> Pokemon really made $118 billion. That's more than That's more than Harry Potter, the Marvel Universe combined. That's still, that's still, that's still less money than Jeff Bezos has, which is ridiculous. Even more wow. ridiculous to think. <laughs> Bezos makes more money than the Pokemon franchise. That's that's, that's crazy. Yeah, can you imagine being? And it just makes me think to yourself, like, yo, it made this much money, and this all came from one individual's idea. Like, you know what? I'm gonna make these colorful monsters that all they can do is say their name, and people just have to collect them. Like, yeah, you can collect them. We're gonna make cards of it, and then biggest thing in the world. Can you imagine being that person, that, that fool, that idiot back in there? Like, oh, this is never going to make it. What are you talking about? What is what is going on here? I bet that person is kicking themselves. I would be furious. I would be absolutely Agreed. furious if I was me. I'm like, oh, my God. I missed out on something that could be amazing because of that. I feel that. I feel that. All right, gents. I feel like we've covered everything. Uh, do you guys want to say anything else, or do you guys have anything else on your mind? 
one last thing, one very last thing. Um, so one of the criticisms I heard about uh, Phase Six with the ending of the two Avengers movies is that this is the first time ever we're getting two Avengers movies in the same year, potentially. Do you feel like too much that they should space it out or that having two Avengers movies in the same phase is fine? Um, Here's the thing. I... I... At first, I thought we already did that with Infinity Wars and Endgame. Because didn't Infinity Wars and Endgame come out in the same year? They, they came out one year apart. Like, Oh, yeah, one year apart. My bad, my bad. Okay, then I was thinking of my bad. It was um, Black Panther, and then literally yeah. a couple months later, we got Infinity War already. I'm like, wow, that's pretty fast. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that is insane that we're getting two Avengers movies in one year. And, and it goes into that bigger conversation of a lot of people are having is the oversaturation. There's so much Marvel content. And if you think about it, you look back at that list, that's all in a span of two years. And that's not counting all whatever's going to be else in phase six. Yeah. And that's all in a, and but even then it's crazy. Think, look back what, what we got in phase four. We got Shang-Chi, we got Eternals, we got No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and now Black Panther. And that's not counting the shows. We got all that in a year time span. So it's a lot of people are are feeling overwhelmed. Like, yo, like you guys can space it out. You don't have to push it all out. Because think about it, we had Shang Chi. After Shang Chi was over, we got um, was One Division already out before that. We had One Division, and then we got Shang Chi. And after Shang Chi, literally a month later, too, we got Loki. And then after Loki, we got Eternals. And yeah. after Eternals, um, we had um, Hawkeye. No way home. It was just like oh, like there's all this stuff going going on. Thor: Love and Thunder was literally what a month or two ago, and now mm. we're getting She Hulk and then Wakanda Forever. Yeah. So I am in the I'm in the camp that well, I'll say this: I am not in the group who thinks that Phase Four is bad or like oh Phase Four because I'm seeing all these videos and YouTube videos of people saying oh the problem with Phase Four. Why Phase 4 sucks. There's so many videos of people complaining about Phase 4 and how bad it is. Like is. I'm not in that camp. I think that it is solid. There are good parts and bad parts of it. Some parts that didn't work and things that are great. Uh, but the one thing I do agree with this conversation is like there's a lot of content. There's a yeah. lot of content. And my other gripe with it is that, especially with the shows, that I'm not a big fan of this six-episode structure. Because it feels like it's, it feels rushed, and at the same time, it feels like there's stuff that could have been more explained. And some of the shows kind of feel, in my personal opinion, a little dry at the end. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I mean, we could have this, we could have gotten more with this, but I guess not. But which is why a lot of people got excited with the whole Daredevil having 18 episodes compared to the six. So. But yeah, the oversaturation is my biggest deal. And I think this could have been expanded out into four years. I wouldn't have mind that. We don't need to... back Because think about it. Back then, we had, what, no more than, like, two or three movies of Marvel that came out within a year? We had yeah. 11 this year. 11 we had 11 this year. Think about that. And 11 <laughs> projects. 11 projects this year. That's crazy. Jeez. Dang. And of course, you know that feeling of you have to watch the shows. I have a friend of mine who doesn't have a Disney Plus account, but um, he feels like overwhelmed because now he has to feel like he has to watch these shows to go see the movies mm-hmm. and understand them. And like, if you don't watch the movies, you might not understand what's going on and things like that. And yeah, it just feels like a lot. 
It feels like a lot's going on, but that's just me. I feel that. I feel that. But hey, let's see what happens because we still have a ton of content yet to enjoy. So I think that's been all of all it from us. Uh, we're gonna put post this out on the uh, Weeb Weekly socials. Uh, whether whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you, you want to consume your podcast, we will be there. We will also be posting clips, and obviously, you can find this on our YouTube as well. As always, have fun, everybody. Uh, we will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.